0: Listener Production. Footy Talk Podcast time for your Thursday. We talk about the bye week with Heath Shaw and what we got up to back in the day. We talk a bit about the Pies and if they are taking the P15S in terms of resting some players. We'll have a chat about what Harry Mackay needs to do. Plus, we get interactive with the people. This is the Footy Talk Podcast coming up next. Hello and welcome to the Footy Talk podcast for your Thursday, a rotating cast on a Thursday which we absolutely love, but one of my nearest and dearest has wandered in,
1: Mr Heeshaw, welcome. I thought I was a regular.
0: Well you are, but we rotate.
1: Yeah, I'm a regular once or twice a month.
0: Yeah. Yeah, get it. FIFO.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, How are you firstly, you good? I'm very good. I'm living the dream. Are you? The Cougars are 6-1. Oh, boy. Yeah. So. I just
0: saw throughout the week as I was scrolling the social media pages, 28 disposals, one goal, seven inside 50s, very good player still.
1: Yeah, well, I was on the wing, and I like the wing because you stay out of trouble. There's no body contact. There yes. was zero tackles in that. Well, that's why I played stats. my whole career there.
0: <laughs> and then Mick put me on the ball. I was like, shit, what's happening here? You're a smarter man than me. Uh, do you ever get bashed at local footy? I see that Cam Cloak's been wobby gonged and won't be playing again does anyone ever go after you or do you sort of do you get what you give at local footy? If you go in there and start being a little bit dirty, they get after you, but otherwise it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of that, but it's it's also the league that I play in is actually pretty good and they want to win. So yeah, okay. they're not going to worry about a 37 year old slutting himself on the wing, <laughs> trying to get some easy kicks. Um, I'm not they're sure more that concerned word. about. covered by
0: our uh, rating, but anyway. It's covered.
1: They're more concerned about winning the game of football. So if I start to get. You know, my hand's on the pill a little bit like I did on the weekend. They might want to rough me up a little bit.
0: Righto. Well, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. What else used to excite us, of course, and is the first of three now? It just used to be one is bye week.
1: I don't mind the first of three. You know why I don't mind the first of three? Talk to me. Because back in the day, if it was just the one bye which we had, Mm. every single AFL footballer goes to the same nightclubs. Yep. Thursday, same nightclub, the best one. Friday, same nightclub. Saturday, CQ, Eve. Oh, Maybe Motel. Is. Motel. Yep, Tramp, 1-6, yeah. Circus. Yeah, the lot. Sunday, so rest. I don't mind if, if it's being spread over three weekends, so you're not going to see as many AFL footballers. Do you reckon
0: the footballers are going out as much? Do you reckon they're allowed to, or do you reckon they're having the odd lock-in?
1: I reckon some go out. but yep. like Not as many as back in our day. And more a chance lot,
0: of getting in trouble now with camera phones.
1: Yeah, like, a lot more of matured. And they probably sit at home, or we'll go out for a nice dinner, have a nice bottle of red or two and then make their way home. But, but back when we...
0: What did you do? We're young. Did you just go straight to the harp? Or yeah, straight to the harp after the game lower?
1: for a couple of beers or the lower. Um, you know, wet the whistle a little bit there and then um, message a the few of the boys, see where we're going for that night and then eventually find our way to I, meeting 25 of your teammates. I
0: reckon historically ours was always we played King's Birthday which was then Queen's Birthday. We'd yep. do recovery Tuesday, train Wednesday, then we'd have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off and it always fell as the second round of State of Origin. It did. So and I'd be straight on the bird, I'd be yeah,
1: you off like the track. your State of Origin. I love, for some yeah, well,
0: I used to like to get out of Melbourne, I was ahead of the game, go to Brisbane, no one gave a fats rats clacker clever. who you were. You Very put your clever. Maroons top on, you just became enough enough. You get off the plane straight to Claxton Street. Craxton? Claxton? I think it's Claxton. Anyhow, yeah. full bars either side. Caxton, that's it. It doesn't have an L or an R. And you just get pissed. Yeah. I had a great
1: time and no one cared. A state of Origin is an event and a half. It too. is. I've, I went to one in Sydney and it was, yeah, it was an eye-opener. For someone like me, that's a big thing. That <laughs> is, And
0: the levels of enjoyment to drink responsibly, of course, um... Not many of them are when they're up there. They oh, definitely not. The phrase rugby league pissed is completely relevant.
1: Well, it's like magic round. Like yeah. That's just like whoever come up with that do- idea is a lunatic. Imagine getting them all in the one state and then state of origin as well. It's If you're a rugby league supporter, it's pretty full on. But we're a footy podcast, so we probably should talk about AFL.
0: We should, and we can do that. Uh, lots be made. We'll talk about a former teammate of mine, Harry Mackay. Yep. So you were a very good set shot exponent, although you didn't get that many of them, but you obviously had a routine that you stuck to, you went back to, you could trust. I went back on the weekend. I was just explaining this off air. I went back to the routine I had when I played. Kick four, five goals, two. Yep. So it obviously works. And the two that I missed, I could tell you exactly what I did. The first one, I swung my leg across. The second one, I got tight, pulled it left. Yep. What's your take on what's going on at the minute? Because we have some audio. I'll play you that first, and then we'll get your thoughts.
2: Because of what I... Not doing well at the moment, it affects other people. That yeah, maybe it shouldn't, but so that part's I find that part hard when it like it affects other people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. is it something you think about sort of throughout the day and throughout the week, even on game day, or is it something that doesn't really cross your mind? No, it definitely crosses your mind. I think it's yeah, you'd be be lying if you say you're not thinking about it a lot. Um, I said to someone a couple of weeks ago that if. There was no media footy, we were playing in COVID, no-one was at the ground, um, and no-one watched, no-one cared. Like, I'd still feel as, like, I'd want this to turn more th- then than it does now. Like, it doesn't mm. – I don't mm. – all the media stuff is another wave to it, but, like the, like, the, I guess, want to be good that I put on myself and the expectation of myself, like, as I said, no-one could be watching, me could be in COVID, and I'd still – be as frustrated now as I would be that everyone's watching. So that's
0: Harry there talking and thanks to the Ben and Harry podcast for that bite. Mm-hmm. But that's Harry talking about the pressure he's feeling already about letting people down. So I now think it's multifaceted. You, you wouldn't
1: you wouldn't want him kicking for the win or to get into the finals at the end or, of the year if that's his mindset. I'm just throwing that one out there. But it's for me it's pretty simple. If you if it's bad practice, you're gonna get bad results. So I don't know what he's during, during, doing during the week, but I'm assuming it's not consistent because you see on the weekend if he's 30 out around the corner, if he's 25 out around the corner, if he's 35 out straight. old theory was, and it's very, very ancient, but it seems to have worked for a lot of those really good goal kickers back in the day, run straight, kick straight. Yep. Aim right in the middle of the goals, aim for the goal umpire, and if you miss one, two metres either way, it's still a goal. Dale, I think that was it's fairly – it's a fairly simple procedure – I don't think there's a lot of mental application mental to, yeah. to that at all. Yeah. So you don't have to think about that. It just runs straight, kick straight. When you're going around the corner, you actually have to get the ball drop probably 95% right
0: and you have to flush it every time
1: as to the timing of your leg coming and through. And you have to yeah, you have to have that and then the other part of it also is if you're going around the corner, you do have the pressure of someone else coming at you as well. So there's there's two things you don't get if you run straight kick straight so I know people get a bit scared to tell someone what to do but someone actually just has to say to Harry do this and that's all you're doing for the rest of the year and if he ran straight kick straight he would get half the criticism because then they'd just say you know what he's just missing him.
0: I also and he's declined I should say having Matty Lloyd come down, Brendan Favola's offered his services I think that in terms of one not having greats come and teach you what they're doing, or even just talk to you. You don't have to listen to everything or take in what they're saying. You don't have to apply that. There might be one little nugget, but also from a PR point of view, those blokes would then be on your side. Matthew Lloyd would be like, you know what, I've been down, I've helped him him out. You know, We've worked on a few things. He's kicking them well. I've got full faith he can turn it around. Just by declining that, I think it sort of adds to the problem rather than helping trying to find a solution.
1: I can fix it myself where it's not really working that well. And if he's Saying that in his audio there, he obviously a little bit fragile up there yeah. and it's not really working that well.
0: I would be interested, and this is another one we've hypothesized about, do you just chuck him to halfback? Put him on the halfback flank, put Mitch McGovern back forward, that's where he started his career, and say, you know what, you don't have to worry about it.
1: That's actually not a bad call because his brother's pretty good at center halfback. His brother does all right. north. Yeah. And – yeah, McGovern has played forward. He can be that lead up forward and then Kerno in behind there so they're go. not just running into each other. Not bad.
0: Not a bad idea. Mate, mate, not a bad idea Vossie, from yeah. your old boy. Have you boy. got Vossy's number? Text him. I don't have Vossy's number and I'm not sure right, we'll he, he would respond to me. Uh, the Pies, our old mob, there's plenty to talk about there. In Seg 2, we've actually got some people who've left some voice notes for you and I to answer, so we'll get to that. But they're coming up against the West Coast Eagles this week and I read here that Jamie Elliott's out with a shoulder, yep. a few others out with illness. (laughs) Are they starting just to put the foot off the accelerator a little bit and use this like a second buy before they then have King's birthday and then the buy?
1: I don't mind it if they are because it's a marathon, not a sprint. It is. It's a long, long season and you do need to freshen up. Even though they're absolutely flying Sometimes it is really hard to get yourself up for a game like this knowing you're going to win. So you know what you do? You give a couple of young kids who have been chomping at the bit to try and get into an unbelievable side, give them a go. They're going to go absolutely nuts, try their hardest, and probably put a very similar performance to those guys in there and get the same result. So tick for me.
0: And how did we go about getting ourselves up every week? Because it does become tough.
1: Yeah, we're just good players yeah, Just find a way Even if you Priority rest for the first three quarters You make sure you turn on the last And away we go
0: Remember when we were down to Adelaide 23
1: points at three-quarter three time
0: Three-quarter time And Jared Blair in game number 10 Yep Wandered through their huddle And they were all up and about And they're patting each other on the bum Going, you know boys We've got them right where we want them And little Blair, he just wandered through Started laughing And one of them was pushing him said, what are you laughing about? He goes, the funny thing is you dickheads think you're going to win. I think we came out and kicked 11 goals to one, was it, in the last quarter?
1: I think we did. And one by 40.
0: <laughs> Cracker took mark of the year. Sharon was kicking goals with
1: drop punts. Tazza went from back to forward and kicked three. <laughs> and Daisy was kicking torps for 45. And that is, exactly that was that's confidence with the capital C right
0: there. <laughs> that's going to be the pies that they're humming, as we say. And the big freeze, of course, which happens on King's birthday. If you are in a position to get out and buy yourself a beanie, you go to Coles, Bunnings, or on line. The Instagram is at FightMND hashtag all in for MND. Next Friday, Beck Danaher and David Neitz will join Joey Montagna in what will be a big lead up to that game. As I said, Hedda, stick around because after the break we've got plenty more to talk about, including some questions from the loyal people. This is the Footy Talk podcast, your daily dose of news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. You're listening to the Footy Talk podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, hit the bell and send us a voice message if you want on the Instagram at Footy Talk underscore pod. We do have a few of those that we will get to. But during the week, Heath, Paddy Cripps defiantly came out on Instagram and hit back at Caroline Wilson after she incorrectly reported that he stayed at a boutique hotel instead of staying with the club.
1: How can you get that wrong? Well, <laughs> Look, surely he you bring up at the hotel and <laughs> you say, was Pat Cripps on the list? Or well, bring up the boutique one and say, is Pat Cripps on the list? Well, his missus might have been staying at the other one. And he just he went could have
0: popped there. in, gone back. Like, there's all little things that may have happened. We don't really know. but th- that That's not the point of this. And correct, who cares? Uh, it may have been a bigger story if he did, but he didn't. Have you ever been falsely accused of anything by the media?
1: Well, to be honest... Most of the time, they got it right. because <laughs> <I did laughs> Their a lot sources of are very good. Yeah. Well, it's not hard. You we got accused back- 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 of
0: hitting three cars once after leaving the harp I, I or did. G-Bung.
1: It was actually the G-Bung. That's falsely accused by <laughs> the <laughs> media right there. Um, no, I was falsely accused. They said uh, hit three parked cars, <laughs> but that was actually false because I only hit two parked cars. <laughs> just because my car was a part of it, they added the third one in. So right. there was a three-car crash. But it was only two-part cars. so I was very disappointed. I rang. For up all the people the out son there, and I said, "Listen, if get you it are, right.
0: if you are going to drink, don't drive. Get yourself in an Uber. It's very irresponsible. And you're lucky you didn't do more damage to anyone. You need to be better, Correct. and you've learnt your lesson. Well done. I still find it funny that Swanee and I were up in Sydney, Sydney, and the thankfully one of the papers reported. And uh, there's a bit of a backstory to this. Swanny and I go out for dinner at North Bondi. We come back to our hotel and we turn a corner and there's cop cars everywhere, police tape. Busted. And we're, we're like, what have we done? What is <laughs> we're going big on? Trouble, yeah. What has happened? It turns out that the joint we we're staying at got robbed like 10 minutes before we got back. Gunpoint took off with a shit ton of cash. On foot, away they went. Now they're back scanning the scene. So Swanny and so I. So they robbed your back. room? We had the girls with us. So we've walked under the tape and. As we were getting there, I heard someone say, "Oi, Daisy!" It was a reporter. I shit myself. So I'm Swanny. Let's get inside here pretty quick. Anyway, we got whisked through. The bit that was falsely reported. Oh, I'd walked along, and halfway on the journey, I was a bit bored. The ADHD took over. Found an orange traffic cone, and just started. what other colour would it be? It's a good point. Found a traffic cone <laughs> <laughs> that was in the colour of orange, and I just started using it as a megaphone, just yelling out funny shit along the way. You know, whatever came into uh, my head. The funny thing is, uh, and I quote, uh, Brownlow medalist Swan was seen by the Daily Telegraph walking toward the hotel using an orange traffic cone as a megaphone to yell at passing cars. <laughs> oh, well. The beauty of that is... You got away with it. It was Swanee. It was me, not Swanee, so... False reported, but you got away with it, so you uh, take that every day of the week. Uh, there was there uh, The f- next bit that was quite interesting, the pair accompanied by two women... <laughs> Thankfully, they were what our did partners What do the say? <laughs> like <laughs> which other women?
1: Uh, so nothing else you can recall. Not really. I'll, I'll be honest. Like they got it right most of the time yeah. with me because it was pretty much like front page stuff. If I yeah. actually did something wrong, so um,
0: they, their their sources are incredible. The fact they, that they can find that much detail out.
1: You know you, why, Dale? Why? Because people like talking people like to be involved people like a, to break stories or be the source to someone it's really weird i don't know why it is a like not many issue. people can keep a secret especially in football clubs why do
0: you reckon the nba and that get away with it is it because no one gives a stuff because surely people are seeing them
1: out and reporting it but they're allowed to they, they get they get treated like adults the nba afl <laughs> don't it's players don't point. get treated like adults you get treated like you're 16 you get drafted and you actually go back two years it's a, very, it's a very valid point.
0: I oh, know. Do you think if we if clubs started not giving a crap and said, yeah, well, we don't really care, we support his decision, yeah. the media would then
1: go away? If he wanted to go out on a Thursday, yeah, if he goes go, no, we let the boys go out on Thursday. And then there's photos of them on a Thursday not drinking. They're going, are you happy with this? Yeah. We said he could. There'd be zero report. There might be any. You might not have a job. We
0: might. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Uh, everyone keep reporting. Do you think if you were, if, if camera phones were around when we started, huge we, trouble. We would have got in a lot more crap than we did.
1: I wouldn't have played three hundred and twenty-five games. <laughs> I'll give you the tip. How many? <laughs> you would have got. To, how many more suspensions would you have had? I wouldn't have. Yeah, I probably would have got to two fifty. Oh,
0: yeah. So you're knocking seventy off. I reckon. Yeah, that's probably a, a fair amount. Uh, as I said before. The people, and we are the people's show. We're the people's podcast when it comes to football. We've had some interaction. We've had some questions. So let's go to this one from Johnny, who has this to say. Hey, boys. We'd love to know your memories off Steel Sidebottom from when he first arrived at the club and would be keen to know who the boys thought was the most underrated player from the 2010 flag. Cheers. So Johnny also doubles as the voice for someone when they... Uh, Great voice. When they change their face on a current affair and they tell a S- the story, so good. <laughs> br- can yeah. we listen to that again from Johnny? <laughs> Have a listen to this voice. Hey, do. Hey boys, would love to know your memories off steel side bottom from when you first <laughs> arrived at the club, and would be keen to know who the boys thought was the most underrated player from the twenty ten flag. Cheers. This has been edited. He's done this with AI. Do
1: you reckon you could listen to that and that will put you to sleep, or that'd just scare the shit? That'd out scare of you? me. I'd be checking closets for <laughs> what's
0: happening. Um, Something about steel, I think was the question I got lost. What was your favorite memory or first memory
1: of steel? Oh, I won't say first because that was ages ago. I still remember after the 210 granny I don't know why back at his um, his house, him and all his mates from Sheppard and just got like duct tape and just strapped up their heads. I don't know if they were playing rugby in the, <laughs> out the back of their house or whatever it was, but they all, like walk in Steel's in his suit. And his mates are all obviously doled up in their suits because we went to the after party, and they just had duct tape around their heads. It was really, really random. Um, most underrated two ten player, probably Brent MacArthur. Oh, that's a good. That's a great.
0: Watching the replay, he arguably should have been in the convo for
1: Normie.
2: Did he kick at three in the first quarter? At half, first half.
1: I think he kicked two or three, but he had ten in the first quarter. Some, ridiculous. And he was genuinely at halftime. He probably would have won it. Mm. I still, you?
0: I still remember when you sit down in the theaterette obviously, and they go through the highlights of your draft uh, and what you've done in the TAC Cup for the year leading up. And obviously when we went through – my highlight reel was sensational. Everyone goes, sits up and you sort of go, geez, this person, because otherwise it was John Anthony punching balls and, you know, <laughs> Danny Stanley kicking helicopters. Um, and so he had just come off kicking 10 in a grand final.
1: Have you seen those highlights? Yeah, well, this is what I'm
0: talking I about. I saw them just recently. Yeah, I remember watching it. It was there going, so good. What is this bloke? Like, he's kicking right foot check sides, left foot yeah. bananas, left foot from 50. Didn't even know what foot he kicked with. He was playing full forward. Yeah. It was and amazing. little string beam. Maybe he's been lost on helmet. the wing. Yeah. Should have been a full forward. Maybe he still could be. Life uh, coming to the end of his career, maybe when he gets back. And actually, news on that, out for six to eight weeks is the uh, call from the camp. Most recent update, McStay Lipinski back for King's birthday. Elliot out this weekend with a shoulder. Harry Harrison, surely that can't be his name. I think it's Harvey. I can't read my writing. Someone, Harrison, will make their debut and we wish him all the best. Uh, second question here is for you. Hey, boys. My name's Adele. Um- Massive Collingwood fan. Just uh, got a question for Heath with his ADD. I was wondering if he ever had any issues with it um, during playing or training, and if he did, I want to know how he handled it. My son has uh, ADHD and has a lot
1: of trouble with team sports. For me, football was like the thing I loved. So I put everything into football, and I like that's it, pretty much the only time I concentrated was when I was. So playing you got hyper
0: focus for football.
1: Yeah. So I loved footy, and I'd. I, I think that's why I think I've become a good player is because I was like thinking ahead of the play, figuring out what, looking at what you're doing, figuring out what you should do. And then that's why I'm always like directing and telling people what to do and screaming at them. I blaming, but we'll go with that. But for me, uh, obviously for her son, he finds it a little bit difficult. That's where you have to sort of narrow that focus a little bit more. And you've got to give him, if it's training or it's playing, you've got to give your son like a goal for that game. And then, it, and then at the end of that game, you say, oh, how'd you go, blah, blah, blah. And that's narrowing the focus there so that they actually have something. Not just go and play because sometimes ADD people don't like that yep. or ADHD people don't like that. You have to give them focus to do something. So it might be follow Daisy around for the whole game. Your job is to stop so him. So he
0: could be a good tagger. So he could
1: be a very good tagger. Yep. If you give him the job... He does it, and then he gets Maccas on the way home. He'll do it the next week, I'll guarantee you, because he wants Maccas again. Okay. Um, and they go, we go to the nth degree in that regard. So great question, and I have had that a lot of times. Well
0: done. Good answer, too. I appreciate the depth you went to. We have a question here from Milo.
1: Hey, guys. Uh, love listening to you on the show. Uh, in the 2010 grand final take two, what was the feeling amongst the players going out for another big game after the draw from the week before? And did you find the atmosphere in the crowd better in the second game with more supporters and less corporate?
0: I thought the second week we had the confidence to go out there and rectify what we did. And I often say the mindset with us was you're as close to ever losing a grand final without feeling the pain, they being St Kilda, were as close to winning one as you could without getting the the prize, the medal.
1: I'm a bit different. I okay. just thought there were 18 players who played shit the week before and if we have two or three more of them play better, then we'll win. Yeah. Well, and we did.
0: You, me, and Maxi played well. Yeah. The rest it was, of, there was one
1: other one. I can't remember what it was. Side? Pendles? No, Pendles, so, was Pendles played crap the first one. Did he it? was sick. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's well, my, my set. So, no, honestly, I've never been more confident oh, in my life safe. that we were going to win. So And the um, crowd too, less
0: corporates, was brewing. It's more like a prelim player. again. Yeah, and the prior, yeah, they came out. We're up by 50-odd and Heck, that Collingwood chant that rings out. Came
1: out, yeah. Ooh. I'm sure Joe Montaigne and... Rui really would love that.
0: Uh, we can ask Joey about that uh, on tomorrow's show. Uh, that is it for all the questions. Sick. Anything else you want to add before we go?
1: I actually text Steele after his 300th. It was like I actually went to the pub, <laughs> made him put in Sydney, this is in Sydney, made him put the footy game on, which they don't usually do, yep. and by the time they got it on, Steel had already been subbed out. On the four-minute mark. I was like, oh, you're kidding. What (laughs) happened? So I texted him afterwards. I said, that one doesn't count. You're on 299.25. And did he respond?
0: Did he find it humorous?
1: No, I don't think he did. So sorry, Steele.
0: <laughs> Apologies from Heath on the Footy Talk Podcast. You are, of course, listening to that. If you've got a question or you want to get interactive, jump on the at Footy Talk underscore pod, TikTok at Footy Talk Pod. Tomorrow, Joey and Jack Heverin preview the big game between the blues and the D's plus all the other footy news. Hey Shaw, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you, Daisy. Have
0: a great weekend. You this has too. been the Footy Talk Podcast. Listener.